welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the show, well, I did not see the Durham report dropping yesterday, but it did, and there is much to digest on it. Let's begin with the basics of the Durham report. No indictments are coming. Uh, President Trump said it would uncover the biggest crime of the century. There are no indictments coming. In fact, two of the people previously indicted were found not guilty by juries. The left is clinging to that. A lot of the people very upset about January 6th uh, think that the Durham report did nothing. They are revealing themselves to be not very intellectually honest because it actually is a pretty big deal. Here is Evan Perez of CNN, no less. Uh, now an investigation that's four years in the making, and uh, we finally have the conclusions, uh, more than 300 pages uh, released by the Justice Department. Now, uh, it has now been uh, transmitted to members of Congress who also are gonna wanna bring John Durham in uh, to uh, to review some of the findings. But the bottom line is this, the uh, the investigation found uh, that the FBI failed in many, many ways, things that we already knew from a previous uh, Inspector General report, and I'll read you just a part of it, uh, 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 of John Durham's conclusion. He says, based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we conclude that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. This is Got that? Now here's Jake Tapper on CNN. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped, and it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It, it is, regardless, devastating to the FBI, and to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Exonerates Donald Trump. Here's John Yu on Fox News. The other thing I think he brings to light, which really is also outside his purview, is how intertwined the Hillary Clinton campaign was with the Obama administration and the intelligence and law enforcement agencies. That's, a, that's something I think that really has to be resolved through elections. Are we going to start voting for people who are going to promise to break that kind of change? That's another thing that founders would have been extremely worried by, shocked by even, is political parties intermixing with our civil servants and using their powers to go after one of the parties that's running for the presidency, the opposition party that's running against the incumbents. Now, you want to you know the, the spin from the left on this. CNN has Andrew McCabe on the payroll. They did not trot him out as the report released. They waited until later in the day to bring him out. This is Andrew McCabe. There is nothing new here. Uh, and what, what he does present in the report, though, I will give him credit for this. He's entirely consistent with the prejudging of this investigation that he communicated, uh, you know, a month or so into in starting it. We knew from the very beginning exactly what John Durham was going to conclude, and that's what we saw today. We knew from the very beginning this was never a legitimate investigation. This was a political errand to exact some sort of retribution on Donald Trump's perceived enemies in the FBI. That's what Mr. Durham has done. Actually, so what John Durham found is that uh, the nonpartisan bureaucratic operations of the federal government uh, decided to pick a partisan side. They collaborated with the Democrats. 
They worked with Hillary Clinton, who the report shows conjured the idea of a Russian collusion story to distract from her own email server nightmare, worked with people within the Obama administration and others to concoct the scheme to advance the story that Donald Trump was bought and paid for by the Russians so that people would stop talking about her email server. And it worked. Overwhelmingly, Democrats to this day believe that Trump became president because of Russia. Uh, Multiple reports have come out and shown the Christopher Steele dossier was garbage. Uh, It had no substantiation. And in fact, what John Durham finds is that the FBI had no plausible grounds to begin its investigation of Trump at all. As Jake Tapper pointed out, it largely exonerates Donald Trump, and it's a damning indictment on the FBI getting partisan. For those of you who get really upset about January 6th, I agree. People stormed into the U.S. Capitol trying to stop Congress from what it was doing lawfully. Our nation, our republic depends on order and on trust and trust in that order. And what happened on January 6th was a breach of the orders of the operations of the Republican institutions. But what the FBI did was breach the trust of those institutions and the trust of the American people, adding into them the Centers for Disease Control and the FDA when it comes to COVID. So many of the institutions of our government are no longer trusted by the people. And you read the Durham report and Operation Crossfire Hurricane and you realize that the FBI had picked a partisan side. And all the way up to the top of the FBI, they were picking a partisan side trying to stop Donald Trump. They breached the trust of the government, and that is just as damning as breaching the doors of the Capitol. Because when you don't have trust in the institutions, you get more breaches of the doors of the Capitol. Trust in the institutions that they are nonpartisan, not playing aside, is vitally important to the integrity and operations of the institutions of our republic. And it's very notable that the loudest voices on MSNBC, some of those on CNN, are being very dismissive of what John Durham found while also screaming about January 6th. They don't like the fact that Republicans might get in charge. Now, there's a side angle here that that has to be addressed because I can hear some of you screaming about it. Well, of course, this means the 2020 election was stolen. Well, I don't think so. If you do... Uh, you should rethink your situation because in four years as president, Donald Trump didn't shake up or reform the FBI. Christopher Ray is still there. Comey is gone, but Ray is there. And now Joe Biden is in charge. The logic falls apart. But the Durham investigation itself is a damning indictment on the federal government. And on the institutions, listen, uh, you, you had, what was it, the Nassar investigation? Larry Nassar was with the what Olympic gymnasts. The FBI screwed up that investigation, pretty significantly screwed up that investigation. They've screwed up a significant number of investigations over the years and now have gotten in bed with partisan politics and have planted an investigation, carried out an investigation based on unsubstantiated evidence into a major party presidential candidate, and then that information was used to disrupt his presidency throughout his presidency. Everyone should be alarmed about this, 
As Mike Lee noted on Fox and Friends this morning, it, it happened to a Republican this time. But it could also happen to a Democrat. And that's part of the problem here. You have the FBI run amok, taking partisan sides in an investigation. And when you're in a situation like that, it's a situation where no one from either side should trust what the institution finds. This is Mike Lee. Senator, uh, in, in scanning uh, mainstream media, big newspapers, other channels, stuff like that, they're going, yeah, we kind of knew all this stuff. There's no blockbuster here. What do you say to them? Well, uh, obviously, they're not looking at this, or at least they're not looking at it honestly. When I saw some people on MSNBC last night, for example. I did, too. Suggesting that they didn't find anything, that there was nothing the, confirming any wrongdoing. I, I don't know how anyone could look at that and reach that conclusion without needing their head examined. At the end of the day, this is neither Republican nor Democratic. It's true. It's neither liberal nor conservative. You're right. Now, uh, obviously, in this circumstance, because it related to a Republican president, uh, it starts to draw those lines. Right. But everyone should be equally offended by this, because if they can do it right. today to a Republican, they can Senate. do it tomorrow to a Democrat. My exactly. But the Democrats don't care right now. It's very transactional. It's very here and now. They, they, they were able to stop Trump, they think. They were able to undermine him. They, they epistemically believe that the Russians got Donald Trump elected. At the same time this is happening, the IRS commissioner yesterday acknowledged to the United States Senate that uh, black Americans were between three and five times more likely to be flagged for potential errors by claiming common tax credits. The, the, the IRS is admitting to a real, honest, systemic discrimination scandal with specific victims involving at least one uh, federal law enforcement agency. And the New York Times and others are blowing this one off. And they're blowing off the Durham investigation findings, which, by the way, Many of the Durham investigation findings were echoed by an inspector general's report that was also dismissed by the same people that found the FBI should not have begun the investigation, had no probable cause to do so, rearranged and steered facts to federal judges to make it look like there was something more nefarious than there was, lied in the process, and everybody on the left is okay with it. And much of the media is okay with it. It's because the FBI picked their side. When you have a lot of people on the right who distrust elections, listen, I don't think the election was stolen. I don't think the 2020 election was stolen. I, I know enough to know it wasn't stolen. But I also understand why so many people do. And you look at the Durham investigation findings, and, and yeah, I can see why people think, huh, they could do that. They could steal the election. I understand why people come to the conclusion. I think they're wrong. They think I'm wrong. Where at this point, it has become the, this argument of zealots. You can't persuade anyone one way or the other. No sense in trying. But I get why people arrived at that conclusion. The breach of trust in the federal government 
in its institutions is very bad and that people on the left are very blasé about it, washing their hands of it, thinking it's no big deal, excusing it, saying we learn nothing new. Well, you learn from the inspector general's report that Durham echoes that there were breaches of trust within the FBI. They engaged in a partisan manner. When Rome fell into its period of crises, it was able to continue going because people trusted the bureaucracy to keep it going and to operate and collect the taxes. Nobody trusts our bureaucracy to do it. We head towards constitutional crisis on a near daily basis now, and you can't trust the bureaucracy to get it right. You can't trust the FDI. You can't trust the CDC. You can't trust the FBI. You can't trust the CIA. You can't trust the IRS. You can't trust any of the institutions of the federal government. They all seem to have partisan machinations. The media continues to give them a pass unless those partisan machinations appear to help the right. You can't even trust the press these days. A free people need both a free press and a non-biased bureaucracy within the federal government. We're given none of it. The left has captured these institutions. You cannot be surprised when the right is skeptical of what those institutions say when those institutions have become so partisan for the left and the media, as well as part of the left, breeds a distrust in the system. And what those people do not understand is that in doing that, they bring about the collapse of our republic over time and a lack of faith in the institutions of our republic, and they are playing to that. And they want to understand why people seem to be giving up on the country. They have a lot to do with it. If you really believe January 6th was bad, and I do, you should believe what John Durham and the FBI Inspector General found is also bad. Because one, disrupted the orders of the institutions of our government. The other disrupts the trust in our government. And you need both order and trust for a republic to survive. The left and the media hanging their hat on January 6th and washing their hands of treating John Durham as no big deal shows you they're not very intellectually honest. They're all about winning. And don't be surprised when people on the right decide, well, we're all about winning too. Screw the virtue and morality. We just want to win it from the left. They're out to get us. We might as well be out to get them. You get there by dismissing what John Durham found. I keep having friends tell me they realized I was right. Every time you wash sheets from Bowling Branch, they get softer and softer. They're the most luxurious sheets. The highest quality, incredible craftsmanship with just unmatched softness. 100% traceable organic cotton. It gets softer with every wash. I tell you guys that it's true. I can tell you it's a big difference. And I have bought different pairs of sheets to try to find some best. I keep coming back to my Bowling Branch sheets. They're incredible. They're buttery to the touch, super breathable. They're perfect for cooler weather and warmer weather. Why the drape? You actually feel like you've got something of substance on you so you can snuggle in, but you don't get overwhelmingly hot during the during the summertime, and it's just the perfect weight under the blanket as well during the wintertime. I love Bowling Branch sheets. They're so luxurious. They're loved by four U.S. presidents. Got over 10,000 raving reviews. Right now, get 15% off your first order when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlingBranch.com. That's Bowling Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome. Yes, you can be a part of the program if you want. Uh, by the way, I, you know, I talk a lot about recipes on this program and sending out recipes and I haven't done it in quite a while. Uh, and it's not because I, I got lazy. It's that I started cooking and trying to figure out some recipes that were new and, and 
unique and it's kind of hard to do. And I've been working, uh, and I, I think I, I got some I'm happy about, and I sent one out if you want it. Uh, type recipes, plural, to 33777. You can get it. It's a ricotta meatball. And I discovered, like, I like meatballs, but a lot of them get very dense and very tough and, and tough to chew. If you put ricotta in them, it softens them. I've got one to use pork, veal, and beef, and it's quite tasty. I put it on subs. Uh, so if you text recipes, plural, to 33777, you can get that uh, ricotta meatball recipe that I sent out just as the show started today. Now, uh, we got to move on to other things. Um, let's see. Do I have to, I really don't have time to, to take phone calls here. I will when we come back. I, and I got to talk about the Biden administration. You know, they're, the power companies of America have come out and said, we don't think that this conversion to electric vehicles is going to work right now because we don't have enough power production for the power grid. They are The power producers are being attacked as just a lobby group when actually it's the people who control the power plant saying, hey, we don't have enough power on the grid to cover this conversion and you're shutting off natural gas and coal power plants, making it even worse. And on top of that, now the Biden administration has come out and announced it's thinking of killing off the dams in the Northwest, blowing them up to save the salmon population. That's right. The Biden administration thinking of, of destroying a bunch of hydroelectric dams in Washington state, uh, reducing power to about 800,000 homes, all so they can save some salmon the idiocy of this administration knows no bounds, and the power is going to go out. I want to talk about the power grid when we come back. I'll take your phone calls as well, 877-973-7425. Right now, i got to tell you, I, I've been putting my son's gaming PC together with Vision Computers. It was great. So I went through the process. So, you know, I, I sat down with Guy at Vision Computers, and we went through what sort of case am I looking for? How much RAM do I think I need? What about monitor capacity? What about the ports do I need? Um, what about the, the GPU and the CPU? And, and we walked through the different options and was able to put it together. It was painless. I enjoyed it. And there were some things I just didn't know. I was like, I got to rely on you. And they gave some great recommendations. They can do that for you as well. Even if, if it's for your business, you need to get a, a bunch of PCs for your company, or you just want one for your kid, your elderly parent or a grandparent or your home, and you also want tech support, you don't want to be the tech support guy, Vision can take care of you. They have world-class tech support. They answer the phone in about 15 seconds. They can even remotely patch in if you need to get them to, to fix your computer. They can handle your email, your printer setup, all that stuff. Ask them about the Eric Erickson special. Call them at 404-COMPUTE anywhere nationwide. They can help you, 404-COMPUTE. You can also go to visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers.com. But if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask about the Eric Erickson special. Get a great deal and unbelievable tech support. They can really help you, and you don't sit on hold. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. Glad to have you with me. The phone number, if you'd like to be on the program, 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. Let's go to the phones. Monty, you're up next. Welcome. Hi, uh, Eric. I enjoy your show. Uh, big fan. But when I hear you say the election wasn't stolen, uh, it kind of digs at me in a, in a certain way because, sure, you're right. I guess we both agree on this. It wasn't stolen in a way where you had, you know, illegal voting, um, 
Uh, the machines wasn't, you know, you know, uh, didn't do the the counts right or whatever. They the actually the the, the uh, uh, I just got the the uh, million, the yeah, the Dominion. Uh, the Dominion machines, machines yeah, properly or whatever. But the thing about it is, when you have the CIA, FBI, the Clinton campaign, and the Biden campaign, and the Justice Department all working together with the news media. You know, squashing stories, putting false stories out there about Trump, uh, not telling the story about a Hunter Biden laptop, and all the connections with that, and not investigating it. You are cheating. You are stealing the election. That's that's the basis of it right there. I mean, sure. I mean, you don't have it on the other hand, but you certainly do on the other hand with the with the government stealing it and switching it and getting people to think in a certain way, that's stealing the election. Well, you know, I wouldn't say it's stealing the election in the sense that they pull votes, but uh, yeah, is the game rigged towards the Democrats? Is there a bias towards the Democrats? Yes. And I guess my issue is that it's always been there. I mean, for God's sake, she had Walter Cronkite helping John F. or, or no, that what's his name, who was the head of 60 Minutes, helped uh, John F. Kennedy in his debate against Richard Nixon as to persuade voters to help John Kennedy. The, the media has always been on the side of the Democrats. Republicans used to actually combat it, uh, and now they're just whining about it. Stop whining and actually beat them. You know, Ronald Reagan got elected when the entirety of the United States media was against Ronald Reagan. George H.W. Bush got elected when the entirety of the media haters. The media actually, the, the American media peddled a theory that George H.W. Bush had kept hostages in Iran until Reagan got elected. The media pushed that story, and he still got elected. And now we just say, oh, they're going to steal it. They're going to steal it. Why, why don't you fight back? A buddy of mine says the 2020 election was stolen fair and square. And I love the line because it's true. They, they, I mean, they were all out to get him. And he let them get him. He played it stupid. I mean, and here's the problem. For, for, for those of you who do believe the election in 2020 was stolen, you now have Democrats in charge in Arizona and Joe Biden in charge of the White House. You got Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger in Georgia who Trump actively campaigned against. You've got Democrats fully in charge now in Michigan and Wisconsin. You've got more Democrats in charge in Pennsylvania. You got Joe Biden, Christopher Ray still at the FBI. Good luck if you're Donald Trump. You 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 couldn't you were in charge of everything and had Republicans in charge of the states and got your election stolen from you in 2020. You, there's no way you can win in 2024. So why bother? Maybe somebody else is going to do it. Particularly, you, you don't want the stolen election. Yeah. Do you, do you want to say it was stolen? It wasn't stolen per se. But money, I get your point. But that's the way it's always been. I mean, that literally, the media has always been out to get the Republicans. The media has always been out to get the Republicans. Democrats have always had a leg up on helping the IRS. I mean, look at Lois Lerner in, in the IRS. Look at these institutions. And Republicans used to still win. The only one who couldn't figure out how to do it was Donald Trump. For the life of me, I can't understand why people would invest in him running in 2024 when he's the only Republican who doesn't seem to be able to beat these people. But he whines. Now, we got to move on to energy. 
Here is your big story of the day that no one's paying attention to. Oftentimes, I talk about these stories and people kind of roll their eyes at me, but this is important. Joe Biden has announced, it got overshadowed by the Durham report, that he intends to tear down four hydropower dams in Washington state to protect salmon. He made this during a speech on Tuesday that he would work with tribes Senators Patty Murray and Maria Cantwell of Washington and and, uh, Representative Mike Simpson of Idaho to bring healthy and abundant salmon runs back to the Columbia River system. The president didn't say he would work with lawmakers or industry groups that have adamantly opposed breaching the dams. And in fact, what this White House is proposing is breaching hydroelectric dams in the Northwest that provide power to upwards of 800,000 homes. The dams were constructed in the 60s and 70s to ensure the Snake River was passable for barge transportation. But they now provide 8% of the state's electricity. They generate 3,000 megawatts of power. Right now, the power grid can't handle the climate rule. Uh, Joe Biden has new greenhouse gas rules that you got to get uh, 90% of the emissions from fossil fuel burning power plants out of the way. But utilities actually say that's impossible using unproven carbon capture technology. And if you do this and those power plants go offline, we're going to have rolling blackouts in this country. In fact, the Politico has a story out today about this carbon capture technology, and it should freak you out. When I was a kid, in 1986, there was this place in Africa. 1,600 people went to bed one night and never woke up. The lake had an underground volcano that belched carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is heavier than air when it pushed the carbon dioxide up above the water level, it spread out across towns around the lake and settled there. And it pushed out the oxygen and people suffocated in their sleep. 1,600 people died because of the carbon release from under this lake, carbon dioxide release. Now the Environmental Protection Agency wants to use experimental technology to pump 5 million metric tons of carbon dioxide, more than what a million cars emit a year, into a cavern underneath Lake Maurepas in South Louisiana. It is unproven technology. Not only is it unproven technology, but the EPA has so little manpower able to deploy the technology They're trying to rely on the state of Louisiana to approve permits, and the state of Louisiana says it has so few employees within its Department of Natural Resources that it's going to have to outsource positions to make it happen. It's not just South Louisiana. There are other parts of the country. The idea is to pump carbon dioxide gas into underground tunnels and seal it up and hope like hell it doesn't leak out. And if it does, a lot of people are probably going to die because carbon dioxide is heavier than 
oxygen. It lingers on the ground. Go get you a block of dry ice. Go get you a block of dry ice and, and watch it as the gas comes out. You can see it. Or better yet, you want a really cool experiment? This is a cool experiment. You can do it with your kids. Put a candle in a cup. Put a shallow candle in a cup. Make sure that the edges of the cup are higher than the candle. And then go mix a tablespoon of baking soda with a quarter cup of vinegar and in a, in, a, in a measuring cup and then pour it very slowly on top of the candle so the liquid doesn't come out. But watch what happens. Nothing looks like it's coming out of that, that measuring cup, but the candle goes out because the carbon dioxide is heavier than the air and it sinks down to where the candle is and puts the candle out deprives the candle of oxygen. The same thing happens to your lungs. The Biden administration wants to put this thing. I swear to you, this is all about population control. If a bunch of people die because of, of this carbon capture technology, it's okay, less carbon breathers. Now, there's a related story to all of this. South Africa has beaten its climate goal. That's right. South Africa emissions are falling ahead of a 2025 target. How is it doing it? <laughs> listen to how Bloomberg, they don't even want to tell you, listen to how Bloomberg News is reporting this. South Africa is ahead of its target for cutting emissions of greenhouse gases. Output of the climate warming gases from the world's 14th biggest emitter is already falling, even though its nationally determined contribution, a target adopted by the cabinet in 2021, only forecast decline from 2025. How is it doing it? Well, regular breakdowns of the coal-fired power plants that supply more than 80% of South Africa's electricity means that less carbon dioxide is being pumped into the atmosphere and daily rotational cuts of more than 10 hours a day are limiting emissions. You got that? South African power plants are breaking down. They have 10-hour-a-day blackouts in parts of South Africa. Even in Cape Town and Johannesburg, they've got people expect four hours a day of no power. So South Africa is reducing its carbon emissions, not by design, but because their power keeps going out and their plants are breaking. That's coming to this country if the Biden administration gets its way. It's sabotaging electro, uh, hydroelectric dams to save salmon, not people, cutting out the power that powers 800,000 homes. It's shutting down natural gas plants and coal-burning power plants that power most of America in favor of solar and wind that are not reliable and, and can't be baseload. They're uh, not building nuclear power plants in this country. They're disincentivizing through regulation the building of new nuclear power plants. There's new technology, new nuclear power plants that can actually prevent meltdowns. Lots of amazing, really fascinating new technologies that are out there for nuclear power plants to avoid meltdown. So you don't have a, a Chernobyl, you don't have a three-mile island, you don't have a Fukushima. The Biden administration is refusing to incentivize the production of those nuclear power plants. They want just solar and wind because they want the power to go out because they do want people to die at the end of the day because more less people on this planet is good for the planet. It is all about population control. Everything comes back to population control, whether it's transgenderism or environmentalism. Everything is about restricting the number of people on the planet in order to save the planet. They want you to eat bugs and do so with the lights turned off. 
They want to destroy your quality of life because it's a cult. It is fundamentally a cult. And it is a cult around the fear of too many people. It is eliminationist. And when you understand that, you understand everything about how the Biden administration intends to approach climate change. More trans kids who are sterilized, more abortions of kids who would otherwise be born, and the rest of us have our lives degraded and the power go out so hospitals can't keep people alive, and that will save the planet, according to the Biden administration. Now, you can fight back, and you can fight back easily just by doing something like Patriot Mobile. Make them your cell phone provider, and they contribute a portion of their profits to the conservative causes you care about. All you do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Move your cell phone service to them. They use the same cell towers everybody else uses. And in so doing, they give you guaranteed great service. Get 5G, data, voice, you name it. You can even take your existing phone number to them, get an unlocked phone, or if you got one already, take that phone to them. Use Patriot Mobile. You can call them as well, 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get 100% U.S.-based customer service at 972-PATRIOT. You also get great discounts if you're a veteran, a first responder, a teacher, an NRA member, have multiple lines for your house because the kids need phones. Well, Patriot Mobile can take care of you and maybe even save you some money. It's patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K or 972-PATRIOT. They They fund the causes you care about with the profits you help them grow. You want to do business with a company that shares your values? Go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric or call them 972-PATRIOT. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Linda, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good afternoon. Two points I want to highlight. Uh, added to what you were saying, if people can remember about Stephen Hawkins' statement of, of too many people in the word population, uh, what's going to knock everything off as you were speaking. And secondly, uh, Nikki Haley on a program Sunday was interviewed. She hit all the points. They tried to convince her to turn on her party. She stayed sound in her point and what she wants to address, all the issues that we're concerned about. I think she's a strong candidate, and I gave her a chance to hear what she said, and it was good. Also, if you think about Margaret Thatcher, how strong she is, because I know some people on the fence about a woman in charge, which I understand. Margaret Thatcher, for example, in Germany, leader, very many, many African women leaders. So listen to the high points, what's important to you, and make your decision, people. And thirdly, election ballot harvesting is not... Uh, what they consider a stolen election. People need to do a little research on that. They were able to manipulate the system and pass some last-minute laws, so it's we have but ourselves to blame on that, and that's it. Mr. Yeah, Erickson. you know, look, that's that's the good one. When My buddy uh, Jeb Hinterling, former congressman from Texas, says that the, the 2020 election was stolen fair and square. That's what, what he's talking about. What I talk about is they were able to take advantage of COVID, People forget it was the Trump Department of Homeland Security that said use ballot boxes, uh, use um, use those absentee ballot collection boxes, 
and also expand early voting. It was Trump's Homeland Security Department that said that. And the Democrats went around the country with the Trump Homeland Security Directive and got a bunch of judges to extend absentee ballot times and put in drop boxes to collect ballots, and they harvested ballots, and that's how they won. It had nothing to do with Dominion voting machines or Smartmatic or stuffed ballot boxes, and I'm sure that happens in places. I'm from Louisiana, of course, stuffed ballots happen, but uh, usually not to a massive degree. It was they changed the rules, and then the very best lawyers on the Republican side hated Trump, Ben Ginsburg and the others, and so they didn't go fight for the Republican side, and the Republicans got outmaneuvered. That's what happened, uh, and we've got to be mindful of that moving forward. You know, speaking of Nikki Haley, uh, she's in the race. She's a dear friend. Hope to have her at the gathering in August. Uh, my kid really wants to work for her. My my daughter, I mean, it, we, we've known Nikki for a long time. She's a great family friend. Uh, Mike Pence looks like he's about to get into the race. I actually want to talk about that when we come back, uh, starting a super PAC. Uh, beyond that, though, we got a lot of other stuff we got to talk about in the next two hours. I'll take your phone calls as well. Uh, but uh, massive economic turmoil coming, massive amount of debt being held by the American public, and the Trump versus DeSantis antics in Iowa and New Hampshire, it's just kind of a comedy of errors going around. Uh, I personally find it all very deeply funny watching what's happening. Uh, I suspect you will as well. We're going to talk about that as well, and I'm happy to take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. But when we come back, The former vice president of the United States, Mike Pence, is now prepared to declare his candidacy for the presidency of the United States, and a super PAC is being set up uh, on his behalf by Jeb Hensling, Bobby Sapporo, who worked for Brian Kemp on the Kemp re-election campaign, and others are involved in this super PAC operation, a really big signal that the 2024 field is about to get a little more crowded. And now the former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, suggested maybe he'll get back in. uh, And he's not out of hand endorsing President Trump for re-election, which is kind of impressive, the number of Trump cabinet members who aren't endorsing him for re-election. We'll get into this when we come back. 